Stacy and Pete. That was spooky. You're getting in that mood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Setting that mood. <laughs> spooky season is upon us. So last year in one of our mini Halloween episodes, we covered three slasher movies with, in our opinion, the best horror baddies to come to our screens in the late 70s slash early 80s. Michael Myers in Halloween. Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street. And Jason Voorhees, or Mrs. Voorhees in this case. <laughs> In Friday the 13th. So this year we thought it would be fun to revisit our old friends, Michael, Freddie, and Jason, in part two of each of their franchises. Don't you think that'll be fun? I do. <laughs> but before we do that, let's call someone up to the front of the class for show and tell. This week we have Andrea. Andrea. Andrea's favorite 80s movies. Goonies, Top Gun, Dirty Dancing, Troop Beverly Hills. A solid list. Yes. Favorite 80s song. Every Time You Go Away by Paul Young. And I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. So good. Favorite 90s movies. My Girl, Now and Then, Fried Green Tomatoes. I have never seen Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, so good. Did oh. not look like one that was up my alley. I think you would like it now. You do? Yeah. Okay. It was one of my mom's favorites, too. I think my mom was watching that movie as well, and I was just like, no. <laughs> I see nothing exploding. I see no robots. <laughs> Where's the lightsabers? <laughs> Favorite 90s songs. Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah. <laughs> I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Favorite TV shows from the 80s, Different Strokes, Punky Brewster, and Growing Pains. And from the 90s, 90210, Dawson's Creek, Full House, and Saved by the Bell. Yes. Favorite toys, Inchworm, Skip It, and Cricket. You know I love my Cricket doll. Oh yeah. Favorite games, she loved playing house, school, office, Orphanage, <laughs> LOL, she says, with my cousins. Orphanage. I, I never played that. I wonder if that is, I mean, I can see how that can happen with movies like Annie. Yeah. You had Rags to Riches. You had, you know, different TV shows too, like Punky Brewster right. and different strokes. All the ones that she listed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I wonder if they'd have like a, somebody play like the Mrs. Hannigan or something like that. Oh, little girls, little girls. <laughs> Can we cover Annie again? <laughs> it's been so long. It has been. Favorite place in the mall, Wet Seal and Abercrombie and Fitch. She ends it with this. Your podcast, Instagram, and the Cozy Club always make me smile, even on some of the toughest days. I'm so glad you do what you do. Aww. That's so sweet. Thank you, Andrea. Yes, thank you very much. And we are so happy to have you as a part of our We Don't Want to Grow Up community. We are. Thank you for sharing. You may be seated, Andrea. Five stars. Five stars. If you'd like to be featured in our show and tell segment, you can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. You can also find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We've got our Facebook group, the Cozy Club, fans of we don't want to grow up. 
And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. Are you ready to put on your mask or your potato sack hood? (laughs) Your glove of knives. Ooh, that's always the scariest. (laughs) I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. Well, here we go. It's Halloween 2, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and Friday the 13th, Part 2. Get excited. All right, if you remember our episode from last year, we basically just give a quick summary of each movie and then kind of have a little awards ceremony. Major award. (laughs) So Halloween 2. This came out in 1981. It picks up right where we left off on Halloween night in 1978. Lori Strode arrives at the hospital after somehow surviving her run-in with Michael Myers, who, of course, finds her at the hospital with Dr. Loomis close on his heels. Next up, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. This came out in 1985. Here we meet Jesse Walsh, a teenager who begins having recurring nightmares about Freddy Krueger after moving into the former home of Nancy Thompson from the first film. Recurring sweaty nightmares. (laughs) <laughs> very sweaty. Jesse's very sweaty. My man needs a box fan. Like nobody's business. <laughs> Somebody needs to fix their AC. <laughs> Stat. And finally, Friday the 13th, part two. This came out in 1981. Five years after the events of the first film, a summer camp next to the infamous Camp Crystal Lake is preparing to open. But... The legend of Jason isn't far away from the new counselors' minds, and Jason isn't far from them. (laughs) I feel like we rewatch these almost every year. Yes. Like we kind of go through, we'll watch like all the nightmare ones, all the Halloween, all the Friday the 13th. It's funny though, the ones that I remember better than the others. Yeah. And they do sometimes get mixed together, right? It's like. Oh, that was from this one. I thought it was from the first one. So their timelines are a little jumbled up in my mind sometimes. Especially since there's so many, like there are so many Friday the 13th movies. Yeah, right. And it's like, at what point do they stop being meaningful? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you, Jason takes Manhattan. Yes. That's when old Jason, he jumped the shark. (laughs) All right. It's time for our award ceremony. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Our first category this evening, best opening scene. My love, would you start us off? We've got a a runner-up and a winner. Who's your runner-up? So my runner-up is the beginning of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Robert England is driving the bus. And so the second you see him, you already know this is not real. This is not going to go well. And it's not going to go well. For the children on this bus. (laughs) 
That's also my runner-up. I enjoyed that scene. Freddy driving like a madman. It's really well done. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Like, it just kind of jumps right into it. All right, and who do you have as your winner? For me, it's Halloween. It's so, quote-unquote, basic. But I love how it starts, once again, with the jack-o'-lantern glowing with the candle burning inside. And then it gets closer and slowly opens and you see a skull. Yeah. Although I feel like it should have been a Michael mask when it opens. That would have made a bit more sense. But, you know, who am I? Right. (laughs) What about you? My winner is Friday the 13th. I went for the opening like scene rather than the credits right oh but you've got alice who's kind of just going about her day taking a shower and they make you think oh is it's jason there because you get like a first person perspective camera that opens the shower curtain nope she just took a 30 second shower and off she goes to the fridge and then bam ice pick to the head yeah very well done see i literally have written down here because we talked about categories yeah Mine says best opening credits. Oh. But that's okay. That's a miscommunication. It is. (laughs) But I agree. That's a great scene. And I'm going to talk about it again (laughs) in a little bit. (laughs) All right. Next category. Best setting. This one, my runner up, it's it's very close, right? But I'll go with my runner up of Halloween 2. With the caveat of, I feel like they just used the same set and same costumes and everything like that. And well, I, I, I mean, do like they, that set. They're, they're in Haddonfield. They are. They're in Haddonfield and they did it well. They did. How about you? My runner-up is Friday the 13th. I love a good summer camp setting, period. There you go. <laughs> Your winner? My winner is A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, really? Yes. I I like the feel of that movie overall. I feel like they're all close overall, but I think Elm Street Yeah, they just have that feel to it where it's you're in that setting. How about you? My winner is Halloween 2. Now, this is not my favorite Halloween movie by any means. They're in the hospital. But what I like about the hospital is that because it's Halloween, it's decorated for Halloween. Mm -hmm. They have the old school, you know, late 70s, early 80s Halloween decorations hanging everywhere. You got orange and black bats hanging across the windows in the break room. All the old school decorations throughout the whole hospital. And then specifically when they're in that break room, you have the yellow tables and chairs. You have the black ashtray on the table, the dark wood cabinets behind them, the sound of the old TV show playing in the background. Yep. One of the nurses has on like her her little name badge with a have like a bat or something. It's a on jack-o'-lantern it. pin or uh, button. Yeah. Um, and that actually sparked a conversation that we had because I was like, you know, I wonder if nurses, I I don't think nurses do that nowadays, Mm -hmm. but teachers used to do that too, where they would wear different holiday buttons or pins, however you want to refer to them, to school. You were saying you didn't really remember that, right? I mean- Or did you? Not in comparison to what you were talking about. Well, okay. So there was this one teacher in my elementary school. Her name was Miss Elder, and she would wear these vests that were covered- In whatever holiday that was happening at the time, just buttons and pins filled. And I called my mom to to fact check and make sure that I wasn't just making this up. Yeah. And she said, yeah, it's so true. Sometimes you could even hear her coming down the hall. (laughs) Jingling down the (laughs) hall. Because my mom worked at the school. So. So do you think the people that did those vests, because I've seen them before, just not at my school. Mm Mm-hmm. Did the vest like stay that way all year? Did she have like her Halloween vest with all the Halloween buttons that I hope stayed so, that way? Because that would be a lot of work. Yeah. 
I would do that just so I wouldn't lose any. Too. Ditto. Yeah. I'm sure she had designated vests. I feel like she probably had the vests made or made them herself because I feel like even, you know, the back was like a material that was also festive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Had like big jack-o'-lanterns on it or witches or something like that. I've seen ladies at both Liverpool and Buffalo Bills. I've seen ladies in the crowd with their supporter vests yes. covered in buttons. Disney also has a lot of people that that do that. Yeah. You can go and like, I don't know if they still do it. They probably do where you can exchange pins with cast members if they have like people will collect. And if they see a cast member with one that they don't have, oh. they can trade. Wow. Things like that. Yeah. Nifty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back on course. All right. <laughs> All right. So best fashion. Why don't you lead the way here? Who's your runner up? <laughs> This might surprise you, but the girl in Friday the 13th who is rocking her Mickey Mouse belly shirt with no bra mm-hmm. and her booty shorts, full cheeks hanging out. I just, I mean, props to her for having the guts to wear that. Listen, she's just she, living her life. She looks amazing. 1980 but, something, one. Yeah, I just think it's hilarious because people talk about kids these days <laughs> and how they dress, you know, and I'm like, this was 19... 19- you know, 81 right. <laughs> and people were dressing like that. Like, come on. I went more for the cast as a whole rather than an individual style. Oh, cheater. Yes. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yes. I went with Friday the 13th because these kids are definitely at camp and they look like they're at camp. Yes. All right. And your winner. I'm very interested. My winner is actually also from Friday the 13th. Okay. It's Alice, which, you know, we know her from the first movie. She's Mm -hmm. in the opening scene. I love her green turtleneck sweater with her green and black plaid overalls. She is owning it and looks very comfy, too. I would wear that now if I felt like I looked good in it. You would look good in it. (laughs) I'm going to get it for you. Okay. (laughs) Best fashion for me, the kids from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Just totally rad. 80s looks everywhere. Everywhere you turn. There's just a lot of great 80s style going on in that movie. Can't deny it. And right after fashion, we have to talk about hair. Who had the best hair? My runner up from Nightmare on Elm Street to Jesse. Okay. Leading man. Leading man. Sometimes his hair was super cool and sometimes it was just out of control. Yes. I mean, listen, they had no AC in their house. Who could have good hair with no AC? The kid just needed a box fan. You, you could have good hair. Yes. I couldn't. Mine would frizz out like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) My runner up for best hair is Jimmy in Halloween 2. Oh. I don't know if it was a perm or natural. He just had this great head of hair, these great curls. I feel like all the cute guys in the late 70s, early 80s had that do. And I just think he looks cute. He's rocking it. (laughs) Pardon my winner. Also from A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Carrie. I love that hair. She got dark hair, curls. She got the bangs, the whole deal. Lots of hairspray use. Yes. Crushing it. She had good hair. My winner also from Nightmare, it's Ron, played by Robert Rustler. You may know him as Buzz Ravenel. Buzz Ravenel. He just had the perfect cool guy 80s mullet. Not like the dad 80s mullet. He looked like all the guys that were my sister's friends when Mm -hmm. they were in high school. Yeah. So I had to appreciate it. He had a sporty mullet. Yeah. (laughs) Tight mullet. (laughs) Tight mullet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our next category, most annoying. Who's your runner up? My runner up here is Bud from Halloween 2. He was the other paramedic friend of Jimmy. He's the older one, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, he says the ever classy line, amazing grace comes it on my 
What I love there is Janet, who's sitting there with him once when he says she's a GD moron anyway. And Janet's like, every other word you say is either hell or or damn. <laughs> I gave her a southern accent. She didn't really have one, but I just feel like it needed She deserved to it. <laughs> All right. My runner up from Friday the 13th, part two, the unnamed dude in the bar with that stupid hat and his tight necklace. <laughs> I hate that guy. Honestly, I, I don't typically say this, but he's just got a face that you want to punch. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't stand that guy. Every time I see him, he annoys oh. the shit out of me. We do not encourage violence. No, we don't. <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> All right, who's your winner? My winner for most annoying is Paul. He's like the lead counselor on uh, Friday the 13th, mostly because... At the beginning of the movie, he tells all the women counselors <laughs> to keep clean during their menstrual cycle. <laughs> F you, Paul. After that, I was done with him. Jason could have come right out of the bushes and snatched him up. Jason, could we get some help here real quick? <laughs> Paul's a bit of an annoying. <laughs> all right. And my winner from Halloween 2, a specific scene, the character Laurie Strode. <gasps> Sorry. What? But it annoyed the crap out of me when she falls out of the car, right? And then there's like six people walking into the hospital that could all help her. And she she can't scream. She's like, help me, help me. As soon as the door shuts, she screams. <laughs> and then two seconds later is running over to the door after she was just like clawing on the ground because her legs don't work. And she's sprinting literally two seconds later. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Listen, Lori's been through a lot. She, she has. <laughs> Give her a break. She forgot how to speak for a second and then how to walk. Listen, I think I would totally freeze up if Michael Myers was running after me. So No, she unfroze as soon as she found him chasing her. <laughs> All right. I guess that is annoying. Next category, best kill. This was a tough one, right? I've actually got three. So my second runner up from Nightmare on Elm Street 2 the coach in the shower. Oh, yeah. He deserved it. Though. He did deserve it, right? <laughs> he got strapped up and then killed. <laughs> Listen, we would only ever say this when we're watching movies. We are watching 80s slasher movies. That's what it's all about. Yes. Own it. Sorry. And my second runner up from Halloween 2, like not Michael Myers. That's like walking down the street and the cops are like, oh, is that Michael? Is that Michael? And then this dude gets hit by the cop car, rammed into and crushed between the cop car and a van. And then the cars explode. So he gets burned alive. Like my man got wrecked. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. He should have known better, though, than to get the same costume Michael got. Listen, that's what he gets. But how could he have known? I it's know. all the same day. Bad luck. All right. My runner up. From Halloween 2, the syringe to the girl's temple Ooh. after finding the doctor with a syringe in the eyeball. My favorite part about this is how she's in total darkness and then slowly Michael comes into view behind her. Yeah, that was good. Very yeah. good. <laughs> and the syringe is like super slow. It's just like, it get like it over with, man. <laughs> he wants to take his time. I wonder if they had to like be careful to not just to make sure that thing didn't malfunction. Because it's like, it's on her temple, yeah. I think. And it's just, I wonder if he was kind of being careful. I mean, they surely don't give you one that has an actual needle. It's fake. What if they did? 
I mean, if they did, I, I guess you'd have to be very careful. Be very careful, <laughs> like Michael was being. He's just so so kind, so kind and and caring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the best kill for me from Halloween two. The hot therapy pool face melting. I love that one. Even though I don't agree with the temperatures and what that would actually do to somebody. Let's just assume it's like 250 degrees in there. Yes. And a couple dunks in there would be all that it takes. Right. It was cool, though. Well done. I bet you think it's cool. Very cool. (laughs) All right. My winner for best kill, Friday the 13th. When Alice takes the ice pick to the temple, right after she finds Mrs. Voorhees' head in her fridge. She's always watching you. Always watching. (laughs) I realized I picked two temple kills. Did you? Yeah. I guess you did. I mean, that's not a normal thing for me. They're just the ones that stood out. They're disturbing. Yes. It's tough. (laughs) All right. Next category. Most disgusting scene. What you got? (laughs) My runner up here is one of Freddy's classic lines. The ever eloquent (laughs) Freddy. He says, you've got the body, I've got the brain, while pulling his <laughs> skin off of his head to reveal his brain. His pulsating brain underneath his scalp. <laughs> and Jesse's high-pitched scream here was classic. <laughs> it, was. it really scared him. <laughs> it did. <laughs> All right. My runner-up is also from Nightmare on Elm Street. Jesse transforming into Freddy in Ron's room. Oh. That's when he, like, bursts out of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, uh, pretty gross. It was. Okay, my winner for most disgusting scene, Karen's face melting off in the hot tub at the hospital. (laughs) There we go. A couple of winners for that one. Good job, Karen. It's just gross. She needed to speak to the manager. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my winner, once again from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, once again, Jesse, except this time it's Freddy's long, disgusting tongue coming out while he's in, you know, the throes of passion, (laughs) right? Like he's, he's... Headed down, and then all of a sudden, like this two foot long, <laughs> disgusting tongue comes out, and that really grosses me out. Uh, Freddy's tongue will get you every time. And he like quickly like sucks it back in. Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that was one that I also uh, thought about using as my runner up. Uh, okay, next category we have best heroine or hero. All right, my runner up Loomis from Halloween Two. Yes. I mean, he's essentially the hero in this movie because Lori, I'm sorry, is a whole bag of useless for a lot of this movie <laughs> with her non-working legs and her ill-timed screams. Like, Loomis has to come through and start blasting. All right. I accept that. All right. My runner-up, Ginny in Friday the 13th Part 2. She even has final girl energy when she pulls up to camp and you see her for the first time. She did. Like, for a second, I kind of forgot who the final girl was and she pulled up and I was like, there's our final girl. There she is. <laughs> Now, my winner from Friday the 13th, Ginny. (laughs) She was a bit of an annoying, I put, at the beginning, but she did come through in the end. You know, she's got the great machete kill, well, almost kill, into the shoulder of Jason after she impersonates Mrs. Voorhees. Great job. Very smart. Yes, very smart. My winner, which obviously you're going to disagree with, but sorry, Laurie Strode forever. Laurie Strode? I'm not talking about what she did in this specific movie, but she is a legend. She's still kicking to this day until we see the final movie that's coming out in a couple weeks. I don't know how that's going to end. We don't know. If it's the end of the story, I feel like maybe both of them might die together. I'm sorry. You're never going to kill Michael Myers. (laughs) There's always room for him to come back, I guess. I I don't want to hate on Laurie too much. I'm just talking about this specific movie and 
she just annoyed me so much with her crawling and non-screams that I couldn't look past it. It's fine. In the voting. But listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, my love for her is... It's well-placed, all right? <laughs> it's unending. <laughs> sorry. Okay, we're getting into some big categories here now. Very important. Very important. Scariest moment. What you got? Okay, my runner-up, the cat jumping into Alice's window at the beginning of Friday the 13th Part 2. It happens before we see Jason, and we know he's coming. I know it seems so minor, but I jump out of my skin every single time. Yeah, it gotcha. I saw it. Yeah. I mean, it kind of scared me a little bit, too. Listen, I know it doesn't actually involve Jason, but it does involve, like, the... The knowing and the the expectation of the Jason's atmosphere. about to come through here. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. All right. Mine's also from Friday the 13th. The cabin scene where Vicky is changing. She's going to head back to hook up with Mark. But I always find it like super creepy and suspenseful that Jason's out there watching her. And I forget that she doesn't get it there. Right. Like that's not yeah. when he kills her. So I'm assuming or I'm just anticipating mm-hmm. the kill coming and it just it never happens. So I'm always tense. Yes. So I like that one. It's a good one. All right. And my winner for scariest moment, Jason jumping through the window at the end of Friday the 13th part two. It's definitely the biggest jump scare that I had out of all three movies. Yeah. And it's one of the only things that I really ever remember when I think about that movie. Mm -hmm. I also thought it was funny that both of my moments involved something coming through the window. That's true. Just popping through real fast. I need to remember that. No! (laughs) (laughs) All right. My winner from A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the out of control bus scene. You know, you got the mean girls who quickly become scared girls. You got Jesse on the bus. You got Freddy driving the bus. You got a sweet body glove sticker on the dash, you know, and these girls are screaming at him like, driver, driver. Off they go. Sorry, you're gone. Bye. But it's it's a spooky, atmospheric scene to start that movie out. I thought it was well done and it scared me. Mm -hmm. All right. And now we have our last category, best ending. My runner up for this Halloween 2, you got the big gas explosion and then walks out and then walks out the flaming marshmallow that is... Michael Myers. He collapses. Is he dead? I don't know. I like it, though. My runner-up, Michael, burning at the end of Halloween (laughs) 2 with Mr. Sandman. Bring me a dream. Mr. Sandman playing. Yes, it is. Just adds an element of creepiness to it. It does. So good. All right, my winner, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the Freddy chest burst through Carrie in the bus. Then off we all go, kitties, to the desert of death. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. My winner. Apparently, we are on the same page for best ending because it is when they're on the bus at the end of the movie in Nightmare Part 2. Carrie saying everything's fine. It's all over. And all of a sudden, blam, Freddy's claw burst through her chest. Well, it was a well-done ending. (laughs) And we both agree. All right. And to finish all of this off, we thought we would share just our favorite overall moment from each movie. Okay. I'll start with Halloween first. Okay. I love the moment when we see that Michael Myers is back, right? We got that kid with the boom box walking down, you know, Main Street or whatever it is. We get the sound cue and then it's the Michael Myers music is playing and he's like walking through downtown and he's off to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Mm-hmm. I just love that whole, I love how that shot, I love the music. It's just really well done. It is well done. My moment from Halloween 2 is a very small moment, Mm -hmm. but I just like it. I like when Jimmy comes to visit Lori in the hospital. The nurse is trying to kick him out, and he's like, do you want something to drink? you want a Coke? 
you know, and she's like, that'd be fine. And I know it's so silly, but I just love, you know, in Halloween, you don't get a lot of like fun moments. Yeah. And in some of these other ones, you get fun moments in between. But especially with this Halloween movie, you don't get that really at all. It's pretty tense most of the time. It is. Yeah. So I just thought that was a sweet moment and it stood out to me. So. That's interesting. Good pick. <laughs> All right, next one up is A Nightmare on Elm Street. What's your favorite? My favorite from this <laughs> is a moment that made us laugh a lot. It's when Jesse is cleaning his room and when his dad's forcing him to. And he's listening to music and he's dancing. And suddenly we get this zoomed in shot of him booty bumping a drawer <laughs> to close it. Yes. It's so great. It's so good. <laughs> and then one other small moment. I love when Jesse dreams and he sees his little sister who is blonde, jumping rope and singing, one, yes. two, Freddy's coming for you. So good there. Yes. My favorite moment from that film, the pool party rager. So great. You got the 80s parents upstairs and the mom's like, oh, they're just being kids. <laughs> yeah. They're teens crushing tons of beers, doing drugs and having tons of sex. So good job, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well parented there, but that whole scene is just really cool. That's the type of party I wish I could have gone to in the 80s because yes. I know they existed. I know they did. They did. Okay. And what's your favorite from Friday the 13th part two? It's the kill on Mark. Like, so it's a very tense moment when, you know, he's waiting for Vicky to come back and we get the first person view of Jason getting closer and closer to him and then whack machete through the dome off Mark goes like in his wheelchair down the stairs, never to be seen again. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely like this film was very inclusive when it came to that, because you you might think they'd let old Mark survive. You right. know? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not <Machete. so> much. <laughs> <laughs> OK, how about yours? My favorite with this one, I just really love when the counselors are all hanging out at the cabin, playing games and dancing before the killing starts. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a fun time. I also like when they're on their way to the casino and they're in trucks, like they're like sitting in the back of the trucks and someone's like, beer time. <laughs> <laughs> and also the dancing at the casino slash bar is fun. Very bright moments for you. <laughs> I like it. I think I, I picked all the ones that like made me smile or laugh. I like it. <laughs> Okay, I thought it would also be fun before we go mm -hmm. to list these from least favorite to favorite. All right. You go first. Okay, even though it tops the majority of my list of favorites here, my least favorite film is definitely A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Like, it's just too inconsistent overall for me. Like, it's all over the place and it's not what I'd expect from the second movie in this franchise. Followed up by Halloween 2. But it's so close between Halloween 2 and Friday the 13th, it's tough mm -hmm. to call first place versus second place. But I have to give it to Friday the 13th, though. What the f was that ending? <laughs> right? Like, wh what happened? I still don't know what happened. And we went and, like, tried to figure out what happened. I, I still don't quite know what happened at the end. Was it a dream? Was it real? Did Paul die? Did Paul not die? Not sure, but I still have to give it to Friday the 13th because overall I found it to be the best movie, though a very close second to Halloween 2. Okay. So mine is actually the same. Ah. I will give you my reasons, though. I mean, I feel A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is my least favorite because Freddy's Revenge on who? Right. Like that name should be used because Freddy is 
coming back for Nancy, coming back for people that he didn't kill in the first one, mm-hmm. coming back for the parents that he was trying to get to in the first one. Now you're talking sense. This is the 80s. I know. Not but supposed to make sense. I'm just like, <laughs> I get that, you know, Jesse's family moved into Nancy's home and that's the tie in. But like now suddenly Freddie's going to possess Jesse. Plus, it just lacked the eerie vibes that the first one held. Right. And the one that it just really scared me to my core. Mm hmm. I feel like some of the later ones recapture that, but this one just went off on its own and did something that I just, it's not one that I would rewatch again just for fun. Right. Well, it didn't follow the rules, right? Like. Yeah, it did. that's right. Like it, it didn't. Yeah. Freddie needs to stay in the dream world and he's possessing people. It's like, does he have that power? Does like, he not? Why like, all of a sudden can yeah. he possess people? Yeah. I just didn't like that part of it. But anyway, it had so much potential. It did. Halloween 2 is next on my list as like middle of the road. It's definitely not one of my favorite Halloween movies, mostly just because I feel like the hospital is boring. It is boring. So I just. And it's normally a good setting for horror. But... Yeah, I mean, it is creepy. We were talking about that because like there's a scene where somebody's walking down the halls and it's dark and it's empty and it's super creepy. But it just I don't know for that to be the setting for the entire movie. I just, it's not fun for me. I don't know. I gotcha. Friday the 13th Part 2, while I don't think it's like the greatest movie of all time, I think there were fun moments. You still have the same summer camp setting. It's basically the same movie as the first, just with new people. Yep. But you get the callback to Jason's mom. I do find it compelling what Jenny did at the end when she found Jason's shrine to his mom and her head. And she thought to put on the mom's sweater and to, you know, it was the thing that like kind of got to Jason. Yep. This also was the first time we see Jason that's not like a weird child dream form coming out of the water, you know. Right. He's a grown man, which is also confusing. Very confusing because he was like 12 years old at the end of the first one. And now he's 30-something, probably, or maybe 40. Which I guess we're led to believe that he didn't actually die as a kid. He's just been, like, hiding in the woods all this time. Right. Because how would he grow? Like, if he was a... Because this is what I... When I was a kid, I always thought that Jason did drown. And so how does he grow as a ghost was my thing. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but hey. No. But now I'm realizing that I think, you know, he he actually didn't die. And that was just a dream Alice was having at the end of the first one. Oh, Mm. I think you've already thought about it more than they did when they wrote the script. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to make it make sense. (laughs) But anyway, and they do have like a really good scare at the end, even though the rest of the end doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So I got to give it to Friday the 13th part two. All right. That's our winner. Well, this was fun. It was. And be sure and stay tuned for when we cover part three next year. Oh, that means we have to watch Halloween three. Can we just skip that one? It doesn't even. I hate that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can do like three and four. Yeah. And not actually watch Halloween three. (laughs) Just say we did and just not include. Listen. Any of our. Except for worst categories, maybe. Maybe. I guess. Like, how do you make a Halloween movie with no Michael Myers? Come on. (sighs) All right. We'll figure it out. I'm looking (laughs) forward to most of it. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.